Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 432 of Linux in the Hamshack. This is the 79th installment of our Weekender edition on this, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. So tonight we are going to delve into upcoming events, both in amateur radio and in open source. We're going to talk about all kinds of things that you can do, including QSO parties and contests and just things that are interesting, whether it's in amateur radio, open source, or both. And then we will dip into hedonism where we talk about wine and women and men i guess and song and there, there won't actually be any music this time like there was last time but uh, we have food and we have booze and we have all the things that make life worth living so stay tuned for that or just skip to that if you want you know that's that's why you have a fast forward button but if you choose to stay through it all you'll hear the following people i'm russ k5tux I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. So let's just dive right into it. We'll get some of the contests and upcoming QSO parties and such out of the way so we can get into the open source stuff, and then we can get into the really good stuff down at the end. So Bill, take us through what contests are coming up over the next couple of weeks. Okay, yeah, and of course we always get these contests from contestcalendar.com. Yeah, contestcalendar.com, just go there. Uh, anyway, uh, this weekend we have the Oceana DX Contest. This is the uh, single sideband edition. It runs from 0600 Zulu uh, October 2nd to 0600 Zulu October 3rd. 24 hours of fun and enjoyment on uh, 160 through 10. No work or 60 meters. And what is it? Hey, it's the historic Oceana DX Contest, the OCDX or Octics. Oct- Octics? I, I don't know how to say that. Uh, contest is one of the longest running contests in the amateur radio calendar. It is an annual competition between radio amateurs to make contacts on HF shortwave bands, uh, specifically DX, long distance, uh, contacts with stations in Oceana. Uh, from the mid-1930s until the end of the millennium, the contest was known variously as the VKDX contest and the VKZL contest. It was renamed to the uh, Ocean DX contest in 2000 in recognition of increased participation from the entire Oceana region. Aside from VKZL, YB, and KH6 hams, contestants from many of the rarer Pacific Islands get on the air for the contest, making this an excellent opportunity for DXing. Some intrepid contesters plan trips to, to the islands to coincide with OCDX, or Octics, <laughs> because uh, they know DXers will be beaming this way. Uh, and of course, you can find the rules to that contest in the show notes. Uh, also, we have the Russian Worldwide Digital Contest, uh, because we always need more digital in our lives. 
It runs from 1200 Zulu October 2nd to 1159 Zulu October 3rd. Bands are 160 through 10. Uh, no work or 60 meters, of course. Uh, modes, BPSK 63 and Ritty. Uh, and what is uh, some interesting stuff here? This is uh, repeated contacts are permitted on different bands and in different modes, provided that the contact will not be made earlier than th in three minutes. Okay, that's some weird cut and paste. Uh, the alpha power should not exceed the resolved, resolved power according to the radio amateur license of the participant. So that means, you know, don't be running 2,500 watts when you're only allowed to run 1,500. Uh, anything good here? Uh, no other information on it. So yeah, check out the uh, rules if you're interested in doing some digital ritty, uh, you know, some good old warble warble or some PSK 63 this weekend. Uh, state Kiso parties. Well, we have the big one. We have California. Always a uh, always an exciting one. Well, just tons of people are on the air, <laughs> so uh, and I get them from here pretty easy. Uh, but yeah, the state California Kiso party is a is a great Kiso party to join, and uh, it's just one more to check the the box off the list on your uh, worked all Kiso parties uh, uh, a bingo card. So. Uh, Get that one in the list. Next weekend, we have the CW edition of the same contest that we have this weekend. Uh, we have uh, the Oceana DX contest is uh, the CW edition is next uh, next weekend, and it runs from 0600 Zulu October 9th to 0600 Zulu October 10th. And we already know about this contest, so I don't need to repeat everything that is there. But you have a back-to-back -back, uh, contest uh, for Oceana week, uh, starting with CD, uh, sideband and moving to CW uh, next weekend. And then uh, next weekend, of course, is a huge, huge amount of state QSO parties are going on. We have the uh, Nevada's going on, uh, Arizona, South Dakota, and Pennsylvania. So lots of state QSO party challenges are up in the air. Uh, so uh, go work them, and uh, let's check out some special events. Yeah, special events. We have those coming up. And there's, of course, a lot more special events than the ones we tell you about here. So we try and pick out some interesting ones, and then you can always go to the ARRL and look at their event calendar. You can search by date, and we'll tell you all the stuff that's coming up real soon. The first one we have here is the Lester Dent Doc Savage Special Event Station. This will be running October 2nd, 1500 Zulu to October, well, let's see. I'm going to guess it's actually October 2nd and October 3rd from 1500 Zulu to 2359 Zulu. Some of these are not always done in a way that makes sense, but. Let's go with that. The call sign for this one is Whiskey Zero Delta. The frequencies will be on or about 7.200 and 14.250. Looks like it'll be single sideband, maybe other modes as well. Uh, the purpose of the special event is to honor the accomplishments of Lester Dent, one of the most prolific writers of Pulp Fiction and an amateur radio operator. It is also the creation of his creation, the first superhero, Doc Savage. A colorful certificate will be provided to those that contact the special event station and send a QSL, including a number 10 self-addressed stamped envelope to the Macon County Amateur Radio Club. And more details will be in the show notes. So check that one out. And guess what? I threw in some scouts. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot of Joda and Jody on the air, but this is just one I picked out because it was listed. Uh, this will be operating from... 1300 Zulu to 1900 Zulu, October 16th. The call sign is a special event, Whiskey One Mike, out of Russell, Massachusetts. And I honestly don't know where Russell, Massachusetts is, but it's somewhere in Massachusetts. Uh, they'll be operating at least CW and SSB, and they'll also be on DMR. Uh, frequency is 7.06, 7.25, 14.06, 14.25. 
the worldwide scouting event in which young people use amateur radio to connect with each other. That's Joda and Jody. W1M will also be on Brandmeister Top Group 907. Paper logging, EQSL, and postal self-adjust stand double O for QSL card. This event is about spending time letting young people talk on the radio. It is not a contest. No, it's not. It's a special event. Uh, W1M is a portable station in a rustic camp setting. So talk to those scouts. <laughs> and finally, we have the Shenandoah National Park Special Event, probably part of NPOTA. Uh, this will be operating from October 17th through October 23rd. It says 0600 Zulu. I'm assuming that's 0600 Zulu October 17th through 0600 Zulu October 23rd. Call sign Whiskey for Delta Oscar. Uh, this is going to be out of Virginia, it looks like. Uh, and let's see what else can we say. Oh, frequency 7.240 and 14.300 and probably other places. The special event will activate numerous overlooks and some expanding the length of Shenandoah National Park. Participants are encouraged to make contact with all of the stations for a clean sweep and certificate. And a link to much more information about that special event will be in the show notes. So check it out. And Bill has an announcement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, too, that uh, the uh, Joda special event station, and you'll have to repeat next time because uh, that's in the next next fortnight. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I mean, well, well maybe 16th. we'll just I'll repeat all of the ones that we have coming up, which is a lot. So, yeah. We have a lot of K2BSA activations for that one. But, yeah, I wanted to take in a quick announcement since this is dropping tomorrow. And uh, uh, I have the Shack Computer video episode three is out now. I just released it the day we're recording uh, this uh, this podcast. So uh, you should be able to see that already. And uh, it has an abrupt ending. <laughs> I mentioned it in the description. Um because, uh, yeah, basically I cut it out before I went in and dealt with all the pipe wire issues that I ran into and that we've already discussed. And I did record episode four today uh, on the Gruda Linux box. And I plan to probably release that uh, release that the later on uh, Friday. So probably after this uh, this episode lands in your podcatcher or whatever you're using, uh, there will probably be a new YouTube video out there for... Uh, for episode four, where I'm using Garuda Linux, and uh, believe it or not, I have uh, I have some similar pipe wire issues. <laughs> so I think uh, we're gonna have a common theme on pipe wire, but uh, I do uh, I do show uh, in episode four. I'll I'll, I'll kind of glaze over real quickly uh, SDR plus um, plus SDR Angel. And we'll uh, we'll go install uh, Dude Star to see how painful or not painful that is on an Archbox. So uh, yeah, so check it out, and um, we'll just keep going from there. All right, very cool. And for a Linux in the Hamshack Ham Radio challenge this fortnight, I threw in work some Joda and Jody make the scouts happy. <laughs> That'll be the same for next time too. <laughs> <laughs> there may be something else too, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll include that. So, all right. So now let's move on into some open source topics. And one of the things we talk about here in our open source segment is a distribution that we pull out of a hat at some point uh, that you might want to give a shot. And Bill is going to tell you about this one. Yeah, and your mileage may vary on this one. I did uh, see a YouTube video pop up and uh, and a couple other things, and it looked pretty sweet, but uh, I didn't install it or anything else like that. But this one's called Zero Linux, 
And uh, let's see, uh, their notes were uh, September 2021 ISO has been released. This release has had a revamp to the Calamari's installer as every release. It also has been updated to uh, version 3.29.43. Uh, a lot of code optimization went into that, making ButterFS file system much better for those of you who use Snapper rather than TimeShift for your snapshotting. Uh, five Grub themes were included for your enjoyment. And I really enjoy this disclaimer because this is a one-man one, one team here. Uh, Zero Linux was born as a KDE-only minimum distribution. That's how it shall remain. I do not want to add more DEs or WMs. The more I add the future, it will drift away from its original purpose. For this reason, please do not ask me to add any. I am not saying this to be negative. Look at it from my perspective. I am a one-man show. I cannot bite off more than I can chew. I only use KDE. How can I support something I have no idea about? I'm just being transparent with y'all. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, Guys, totally like totally legit. Totally legit there. And uh, this, of course, is an Arch-based distribution with a KDE front end, and it's definitely coming together and probably uh, probably worth a look. But uh, I'm 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 settled in nicely to uh, Garuda. But yeah, check out Zero Linux, and the link to that is in the show notes. All right, fantastic! A new one to try. Well, not a new one, but another one to try. I I might look at this. I I've got to try running Arch again before too long, just so I don't get completely out of the loop with other distributions that aren't Debian based. Uh, but anyway, we're going to bring in Cheryl now because we're down to open source events, and this is the part of the show that she normally covers. So let's bring her in here, and she can tell you about a couple of events that are coming up over the next couple of weeks. All right. So for our first one, we have the Open Source Strategy Forum in London. It's October 4th and 5th. It's in London, UK, obviously. The cost is £460. The information on it is the Open Source Strategy Forum, OSSF, is the only conference dedicated to driving collaboration and innovation in financial services through open source software and standards. We bring together experts across financial services, technology, and open source to engage our community in stimulating and thought-provoking conversations about how to best and safely leverage open source software to solve industry challenges. The next one is the Open Networking and Edge Summit. It's October 11th and 12th. It is online. The cost ranges from 50 to 150 US dollars. The information is Open Networking and Edge Summit is the one event for end-to-end -end connectivity solutions powered by open source. It enables the collaborative development necessary to shape the future of networking and edge computing. In 2021, CNCF's Kubernetes on Edge Day will be hosted with one summit, and that's the, the Open Networking Edge Summit. So, And for the last one, the it is the All Things Open. It's October 17th through the 19th. It's online and in Raleigh, North Carolina. The cost ranges from free to $139. The information is co-located events include diversity and inclusion and open source and the Community Leadership Summit. All Things Open is a conference for developers, technologists, and decision makers around the topic of open source and the enterprise. The event will feature world-class speakers, content and networking opportunities, Attendees can choose from 45 minute to one and a half hour sessions or workshops hosted by some of the best open source experts in the world. The goal is to educate you so you can make open source work for your company. And that is it. All right. Very good. 
and I threw in uh, Linux in the Hamshack open source challenge, which I will read exactly as I wrote it. Uh, go big, go bold, be like Bill, use Arch in your Hamshack until it implodes on the next update. <laughs> I'm just wondering how long that that's going to last. I actually mentioned that in the video for the fourth one. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a running joke. Every time I've had Arch on it and I've done a, like a Linux ham radio readiness score, LHS readiness score on it, it's always exploded on like a kernel update. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just waiting. I'm like, I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm getting invested in it, but I don't think I'm going to get too invested in it. <laughs> well, you just jinxed yourself anyway. So. Oh, I know. It's, it's bound to happen. It's, it's like, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's always looming in my mind. It's like, you are running Arch. You remember this, right? You are running Arch. <laughs> it may come to a crash burn halt. <laughs> uh, yep. All right, so we're actually back to Cheryl now because we're getting into hedonism, and we always start our hedonism segment off with food because we're all human and we all need food, and uh, some of the best food comes out of Cheryl's kitchen. So she's going to tell you about, well, I'll just let her tell you about what she's going to tell you about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't want to give it away too soon, right? you got to build up. i got to build it up. Yeah, so fall. In the United States, obviously, apple trees are packed full of goodness. So tonight I'm going to share with you a recipe that combines apple juice and apple butter, the type that you'd put on your toast in the morning, and pork, which go well together, obviously. And I'll also include a recipe for some quick and easy homemade apple butter. So first off, my apple butter pork loin, which needs a one-pound pork tenderloin, some seasoned salt, a cup of apple juice, a half a cup of apple butter, a quarter cup of brown sugar, two tablespoons of water, a quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and a quarter teaspoon of ground cloves. Uh, you, the directions will be in the show notes, obviously, but uh, you know you can put all this in the oven at 350 degrees. Um, season your pork tenderloin with seasoned salt. Place it in a baking dish. Add the apple juice to it. Let it cook for an hour or so. And then when it's done with that, mix together the apple butter at brown sugar, water, cinnamon, and cloves. Baste your pork tenderloin with all of this. Put it back in the oven for a couple of hours until it's pork tender. And that's the end of that one. For the apple butter, you need four quarts of unsweetened applesauce, seven cups of granulated sugar, one and a third cups of brown sugar, five and a third tablespoons of cider vinegar, five and a third tablespoons of lemon juice, two teaspoons of cinnamon, two teaspoons of allspice, and a teaspoon of ground clove. Mix all these ingredients together in your crock pot or slow cooker. Cover and cook for four hours, stirring occasionally. Remove the lid, continue cooking until all excess liquid cooks away. Uh, Turn the heat to low as necessary. You'll need to cook it for another two to three hours after you take the lid off. Uh, seal this mixture in some hot jars and process in a hot water bath for about 10 minutes and it will make you 8 to 10 pints of apple butter, which will make great Christmas gifts for all of your friends. And that is it. So, and for my drink, um, for my mixed drink corner, I pick the Washington Apple. It's a fall favorite in our house and even Russ will lower himself to drink Canadian whiskey in this case, Crown Royal, when it's time to enjoy one of these. 
And for this, it's equal parts of Canadian whiskey, apple schnapps, and cranberry juice. Put it in an ice-filled shaker, shake well, strain into your favorite glass, and enjoy. All right. All sounds very good. Have you done, you've done the pork loin, right? Yeah, years ago. Okay, well, it may be time to revisit that again. You can, Maybe uh, so. Then you can have the apple butter for yourself. <laughs> I see. Uh, I still still mm, have butter. not become a super big fan of apple butter, but yeah, it's, you... uh, it's something different. Like I only like it once in a blue moon. Right. Yeah, Mount Vernon. Like it every once in a while. Mount Vernon has apple butter making days, which will be like October eighth, ninth, and tenth, or something like that this year. Um, and I always come toting home jars of apple butter, and Russ always wrinkles up his nose and wanders <laughs> off. So. <laughs> yeah it's okay uh, maybe i'll learn to like it one of these days who knows i'll keep trying it for sure it's not like i hate it it's just you know it's not yeah. it's it's not all fruit <laughs> yeah you and your all fruit jelly uh, i so love all fruit jelly it's like <laughs> whenever i'm at a denny's i'm like like pulling all of the ju- the jellies out of the little things trying to find the all fruit <laughs> whatever all right yeah, yeah. I, I don't deny that at all. <laughs> all right. So for my drink corner, I'm going to talk about a bottle that I just bought today. It's the Clyde Mays Special Reserve Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is not the Clyde Mays Special Reserve American Whiskey, which is a totally different thing. That's one that's been infused with apple flavor. This is an actual straight bourbon. So don't get them confused. This is one I had at the cigar and whiskey pairing a couple of weeks ago. And it was fantastic, so I had to buy a bottle, and I did. And what do they say about it over at Clyde Mays? They say, today we bring you special reserve straight bourbon, a select reserve of our special stock that is non-chill filtered and aged five years in American oak barrels. Incredibly balanced with a smooth, long finish. You get a generous amount of orchard fruits on the nose and clove and spice on the palate. And actually, as brief as that description is, it's pretty close. Now, uh, the mash bill on this i'm not 100 percent sure of the american whiskey is 50 percent, 55 percent corn 30 percent rye 15 percent malted barley and i'm going to assume that this is the same mash bill just without the the apple barrel finishing but it has been aged for five years it's bottled at 110 proof or 55 percent, so it's nice high proof it's really got some good flavor the region on this you know i i tried to figure out if they're actually in New York or in Alabama, and I can't tell, <laughs> I think I think the company is in New York, and I think the distillery may be in Alabama, or the distillery may be in both places, but they, they build themselves as an Alabama whiskey. So, whatever. <laughs> it's really not that important to the whole thing. As long as the water doesn't come from Long Island, we're good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or Flint, Michigan. Okay, so... The color on this is a is a nice amber with a hint of crimson. They actually called it vibrant crimson or something like that, which it is not. The label is vibrant crimson, but the whiskey isn't. <laughs> if my whiskey was red, I would I would wonder about it. Got a hydration issue. Yeah, maybe. Um, they obviously <laughs> some some whiskeys have a reddish tint, like slightly red. <laughs> But they're not red, not vibrant crimson or whatever they described it as. Before I get to the nose and the other tasting notes, Bill wanted me to try a cork pop. And usually what happens is I smack the crap out of my knuckles on the microphone when I do this. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, so here, here we go. 
Oh, not that bad. Sounded good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I, quality. I already quality did cork. do the cork thing earlier, but that, that wasn't bad. So the nose on this actually follows their description pretty well. I got caramel, vanilla, butterscotch, peach, apple, and butter toast. Uh, really, really nice nose on this. Lots of sort of sweet, bready, sugary. Uh, makes you think of fall, which is almost perfect for, for right now when I'm drinking this. The taste on it, I got candy apple, caramel, butterscotch, light pepper spice. And I forgot to put in here the clove because there's definitely clove. So let me add clove. There we go. Peach and black cherry. So lots of cool stuff. And I imagine the longer you drink this, the more you might pull out of it. Uh, the finish on it is a nice, long, healthy, heavy mouthfeel with soft fruit notes. Uh, all that, that peach and, like I said, orchard fruit, like peaches and, and uh, apples and all that stuff definitely comes through. You, you get a little bit of oak and the pepper spice and a little bit of that uh, clove kind of hangs around. It lasts a really long time, and that 110 proof really, you know, kicks in and coats everything in your mouth, and you get those flavors forever and ever and ever. So your next sip is almost like you're just continuously drinking, which I wouldn't recommend at 110 proof. <laughs> you probably won't be doing it very long. <laughs> but anyway, this stuff is really good. I, I have avoided both the number nine that I talked about in the last episode and this. Uh, on the shelf just because i didn't know what any of them were about and i didn't want to spend the money on a bottle because they're both fairly expensive uh but after i got a chance to try both of them at the tasting event i I had to have them and i'm glad i got the opportunity so like their special reserve from last episode this bottle also costs about 65 dollars luckily because of the the special pricing uh from the cigar event i got it for 55 dollars so saving a little bit there but I would absolutely tell you that the $65 you spend on this bottle is 100% worth it. And my rating is not adjusted for price because it's worth exactly what it is, which I'm giving it a 93. So it's excellent. If you can get it, which you should be able to, uh, definitely do so. Uh, don't get it confused with the cheaper regular Clyde Maze. That, that runs about half the price, but it's not nearly as good. Pick up a bottle of this if you've got 65 bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you want to try something a little bit different with some great flavors. It's the Clyde Mays Special Reserve Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And Bill, you got anything? Uh, no, I uh, I had a, a beer that nobody can get here. So uh, <laughs> I was drinking a Red Lodge Ales Helio. I haven't had their Hefeweizen before. And uh, um, I decided to get some because it was on sale. And I'm like, ah, I'll just buy some weird stuff that I normally don't get. And uh, it was it was pretty good, nice and smooth and easy to drink. It's uh, what is it, five point five percent alcohol, um, seventeen IBU. Um, awesomeness is always a hundred percent on uh, all of their beers, so that's pretty good from Red Lodge Ales. And I was chasing that with a uh, with a uh, Old Forester one hundred. So, ah, oh, very nice, the Old Forester signature. Love that stuff. All yeah, right, yeah. This bottle is a little harsher than the last one I had, so I'm, I am dropping a little bit of ice in it. But, uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, the best whiskey is the whiskey you like, the way you like to drink it. So, yeah, yeah, still, still drinks fine. <laughs> all right, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, that is all the hedonism we can take for one two week period. So we're down to the end of the show. But before we get on out of here, we want to let you know who was listening to us live. 
because we appreciate those folks a lot and we hope that maybe in a future episode you'll also join us live you can do that via discord and the links are in the post show outro if you're not aware where that is it's also on the website lhspodcast.info we hope you do join our discord at some point we'd love to be interacting with you but our listeners tonight were Don, KC9ZMY, Tony, K4XSS, Ted, WA0EIR, Dave, W3DJS, Dan, KB6NU, and Don, KB2YSI. So thanks, everybody, who was a part of the show, who was chatting with us during the live recording. And thanks to everyone who downloads and listens to Linux in the Ham Shack or supports us financially. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be doing this every week. So... We hope you enjoyed this weekender, the 79th edition of such, and we uh, hope you'll tune back in for the next short topics episode coming up in just a couple of days. So thanks again, and let's get on out of here. This has been episode number 432 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs>